Hey church, we just heard an incredible message that we believe is for you. So get ready to be encouraged, to be strengthened. This will change your life. We love you so much. Well, hello everyone. You guys ready for a great day today? I I hope you are. Just so you know, the 1130 is actually the most alive service that we have, okay? So I love that. Glad that all of you are here. Welcome. Yes, enthusiasm right there. Enthusiasm. Hey, I am so thrilled that every last one of you are with us, especially those who are with us for the first time. I pray that you're feeling like you're with some people that genuinely care about you because we do. Uh, We've been praying that God would keep on bringing in people from the four corners of our city and even our world. So we're really, really glad that you take some time out to be with us today. Uh, Sometimes people come to Shoreline and they're trying to figure out what our end game is because everyone's so smiley. There's so much niceness around here, like, hey, what do these people want from me, okay? Why is everyone being so kind? Uh, but I'm going to tell you our end game. This is, this is the goal. This is the, the, the touchdown line, if you will. This is my dream for every single person who's a part of our church family, and it's simply this. I want to raise you up to be a Christ-like leader who makes it on earth as it is in heaven, that, that is my number one objective. That is what I am after. That is what I am interested in. That's what I want to see happen in your life. This is what I have tasked a staff team with. Honestly, I'm praying that all of our serve team is focused around this same thing. What does this mean? That means we're not just interested in you being a church attendee, okay? Too many folks in, man, definitely in the South, but all over America, maybe even the world, are content just attending church. And attending church doesn't change the world. There's so much brokenness in our world, so much hopelessness. Us just sitting in here is not enough. We are here to be empowered, to be encouraged, to be lifted, to be reminded who God is and our part that we play so we can go into the world and be his hands and feet. If our gospel is only good on Sunday, then it's not actually the gospel of Jesus Christ because the gospel of Jesus Christ reaches into every nook and cranny of society. So I want to raise you up. I want you to be Christ-like, not you-like, Christ-like. Not me like, Christ-like. So in every interaction we have, I want it to be a Christ-like interaction. Uh, I'm far from perfect, okay? I'm letting you know I'm the chief among sinners here. I I have fallen short. I do not have it all together. But all of us collectively, we can encourage and push each other forward to be who God is calling us to be. I know he's not done with me yet. I know he's not done with you yet. So we can all be on this journey together. Keep on moving forward. You guys with me in this? Uh, here's, here's the verse, uh, John chapter 15, verse number eight, Jesus says these words, it's to my father's glory that you bear a little fruit. It's to my father's glory that you don't make any difference. It's to my father's glory that the world doesn't even know that you existed. No, no. It's to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Uh, sometimes in church world, we can try to get so, uh, we can try to dumb things down so much and, and encourage people to pray small prayers, but that's not what we do here. We're encouraging to pray big prayers. Why? Because we serve a big God and we believe that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, or even imagine. The reality is too many people get messed up when they begin uh, to want fruit for their own glory. 
I want fruit so that I get more Instagram followers. I want fruit so that more people follow me. I want fruit so I'm famous. I want fruit so people know my name. And that's not the goal. The goal here is for us to bear much fruit so we can bring glory and honor to the one who saved us and loved us and brought us out of a pit and put us on a firm foundation. This is not about us. This is about Jesus. So with that being said, I want to help us today with our fruitfulness. I want to help us today become who God is calling us to be. And I'm going to ask Mr. Miyagi to help me with this. I've asked Mr. Miyagi to to be with us today. Uh, I think uh, Pat, I forgot his last name, has actually passed away now. But, But Mr. Miyagi, those of you who remember the movie Karate Kid, anybody, anybody? If you have no idea who Mr. Miyagi is, the, Jesus still loves you, okay? But, but there's something wrong with you, okay? <laughs> no, he, uh, th- this, is, this is the crane kick karate kid, okay? This is wax on, wax off. This is paint the fence. This is sand the floor. Everybody with me on this one right here? This, this man... Um, in this movie so long ago was was working on bonsai trees all the time, shouting, bonsai, bonsai, bonsai. Today we're going to talk about the bonsai tree, and we're going to talk about, the title is, Don't Be a Bonsai. Don't be a bonsai. Uh, Go with me to Psalm chapter 92, uh, verses 12 through 14. It says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree, They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. Everybody say planted. Planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Let me just say something real quick with that. They will still bear fruit in old age. This is a prideful statement that's about to set. I'm about to share. This is about me. This is bragging right now. Okay. I dunked the basketball this past week, y'all. Two times in a row. I was so fired up. I was so far. I was playing some pickup basketball, okay? And the, after we got done, the guys, the young guys started, you know, throwing the ball up and trying to dunk. And, uh, and they were doing it. And I was standing there going, I remember when I. I mean, there was a day. I, was, I used to do 360s, guys. I mean, back in the day, okay? That's back in the day. I can couldn't, I couldn't just do a 360 on this stage right now. That's about it. And I almost fell over just now. But I'm looking at him. I'm going, you know what? Do it, Earl. Try it. So I threw that ball up. <laughs> My back was telling me, Earl, what are you doing? You're dumb. Stop now. <laughs> but I kept on going, boom, threw it down. Clean, too, clean. I started running around the gym, okay? It was as if... I won the national championship, and uh, all the guys are like, what's your deal, man? I'm like, I'm 43 years old, and I just dunked it. They were like, oh, okay. They started calling me Vince Carter. (laughs) I take that as a sign of respect. (laughs) Still bear fruit in old age. If you stay planted, you will dunk at 43. No, no, that's not true. Not true. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish. In the courts of our God, they will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. You, you know this, but depth impacts height. Depth impacts height. When you look at a building and it's tall, you've got to understand that there's something underneath the surface that's supporting that building. 
There's something uh, underneath the surface that is helping to keep that building up. And whenever you dig a massive hole in the ground and you go down deep, it is an indicator of how high that building is going to go. Can I talk to my single people for just a quick second? One of the struggles that you are having in your relationships is that you keep connecting with people who are shallow. There's no depth. So then whenever you're trying to build something high in a, in a strong relationship, it crumbles because the foundation is not strong enough. They don't have enough in them that goes underneath the surface. Yeah, I know they look pretty. I know you like their eyes. You might like their car. And they might have a bunch of money in the bank account. But if they don't have any depth, you cannot build something high if it does not go down deep. That was free. Stop swiping left or right or up or down or whatever. (laughs) Depth impacts height. So for us as a church family, I want us to be a church with some depth. Well, look at this bonsai tree here. This bonsai tree, uh, my eyes have been opened, okay? Because I thought there was a bonsai seed. I thought there was a type of seed that created this particular tree, but there isn't. In actuality, most bonsai trees that we know are Chinese elms. These Chinese elms, when planted in the ground, can grow to be 33 or 59 feet. Same seed. One's potted, one's planted. Same potential. One's potted, the other is planted in the earth. Same capacity. One's potted, the other is planted. And I just want us to know, I don't want us to be a people who are bonsais. Since we've been put in such a small pot, we don't have any depth, so that means we can't grow. But if we will be planted where God is calling us to be planted, our roots can go down deep and we can become who God is asking us to become. I was looking uh, at these, these bonsais, and you might not know this, but they require a lot of maintenance. A lot. you got to spray them all the time. Got to be watered all the time. Always got to be taken care of. And some of you have some family members like this. You're going to see them at Thanksgiving. (laughs) Everyone's walking around on eggshells around them. They always got to be taken care of. They always got to be talked to. They always got to be cuddled. They always got to be reminded how awesome they are. They always got to be reminded. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting tired here. And they think they think you're the problem. You're not watering me enough. When in actuality, no, you're just potted. If you were planted in the right place and you allowed your, your roots to go down deep, then you would have the security that you need to be who God is calling you to be. Whenever someone is needing a whole lot of maintenance, there are seasons of that in our life. I get that. But whenever you're needing a whole lot of maintenance, you need and I need to ask myself, what's going on in here? What's going on? 
see, these bonsais, they actually, um, you have to move them closer to the sun and keep adjusting their position in order for them to get the nutrients they need from the sun, as compared to a Chinese elm that would be planted outdoors. And when it's planted in the right place, it can get sun from every angle. You ever met people that keep going from relationship to relationship? You're not giving me what I need, so they move over here. You're not giving me what I need, so I move over here. People even do this with church. You're not giving me what I need, so I got to move over here. Oh, I like the worship over here, but I like the kids over here, but I like the men over there. So I... Moving all over the place, thinking it's everyone else. No, my friend, that's a potted mentality. That's not a planted mentality. When you have a planted mentality, you're not needing to be moved around all over the place at any given time. I'm grateful for all the young folks we have in our church. And I, if you want to be married, if you're young and you want to be married, you don't want to have a marriage that ends in divorce, right? No one gets married and goes, hey, couple years from now, I hope we hate each other's guts. We're arguing over the 401k, and then we go our separate directions. No one has that dream. But here's the reality. When you get started here, you and I have to go into it with a different mindset. Back in the day, they just had a different mindset when it came to marriage, okay? And I, I recognize that some things could be bad back in the day. Not everything is the good old days. I understand that. But there's some stuff that was healthy, some stick to some like, you can't get rid of me, some I love you no matter what. This, it's not emotional abuse if you don't say hi to me in the morning. But nowadays, we're like, oh, no, 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 he was abusing me. She was abusing me. Really? Oh, my gosh, what, what was going on? I, I cook, and I, I just don't ever get a thank you. No, 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 that's rude. It's not polite. It's not, it's wrong. But that's not abuse. I know some people that have been through some abuse. And when you're in an abusive situation, that's something totally different. Get out, get safe, get help, get all the stuff that you need. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you and I. Anytime there's some conflict, anytime there's an issue, anytime someone offends us, anytime someone bothers us, anytime someone tries to push us to go to another level, all of a sudden we're like, well, I just feel like the Lord is. Why does the Lord keep moving you all over the place? Why, why does the Lord keep changing your position all the time? Is, is that the Lord? So I'm just trying to help us be fruitful. I'm trying to help us be fruitful. Y your family members will try to tell you, oh, no, no, leave that. Get away from that. Don't, don't be in that. And, and, and guess some things, wisdom. Right? I'm not talking about those abusive situations. I'm talking just nowadays we've gotten soft. Can I just call it what it is? Gotten soft. Okay? Started when everybody started getting eighth place ribbons. Got soft. You don't get a ribbon for eighth place. 
Good job running, good job not giving up, good job giving 110%, but you don't get a ribbon for that. Okay, you get a pat on the back, you get a clap, you get a cookie, but you do not get a ribbon. (laughs) That was free right there. That was free. Uh, Let me go to this. Let me go to this. Talking about the maintenance, I want to go to root binding. Root binding for a second. Root binding. Um, what, what, What is root binding? This is when... The roots of a plant begin to get intertwined with themselves. Like a plant begins to get wrapped around itself. Not connected with anybody else, connected to itself. Because roots are designed to spread out. They're designed to go into the soil, find the nutrients, find the water. But when a plant begins to become root-bound, it, it, it turns on itself. Many times it begins to go in a circular pattern around the same issue, same problem, same way of thinking, same issues. 20 years later, this tree will look just like this. 20 years later. With all the maintenance, with all the moving it around to different places, it'll look just like this. Maybe, you know, trimmed here or there, but it will look just like this, be about this height. Root binding. It's wrapped up in itself. I, uh, I'm so thankful that I have a wife that's so kind and gracious, you know, to me, because there are times I feel like I get root bound. And if you're a human being at all, and you're working for someone, or you have employees, or you have friends, you have a roommate, you you can get those times when you're just looking at other people going, hey, they don't get me. They're not giving me what I need. I wish they would, and they need to, and look what I'm doing, and they're not. And when that begins to happen, friends... it's taking us down a road where we are beginning to take our roots and wrap them around each other. It's not the way of Christ. The way of Christ is to lay your life down for others. The way of Christ is to put someone else ahead of yourself. The way of Christ is not for you and I to lobby for some position. The way of Christ is for you and I to wash the feet of those around us. The way of Christ is not life to life. The way of Christ is actually death. Then comes life. And if you and I want to be Christ-like, then this is the road that he has for us. So what do you do with root binding? What do you do? Well, I Googled it because... Google can tell you everything you want to know. So you can't believe everything on Google, but I fact-checked this one, and this one is right. This individual is telling me, I got, a, I got a quote here, I got a quote. This person says, this is what they do with a root-bound plant, a tree. Because their goal is to get the roots to spread out. So I tear off the bottom and then rip up the sides. Sounds brutal, but it works. For plants with bigger tougher roots that's us turn your neighbor and say you got bigger tougher roots you know it 
For plants with bigger, tougher roots, I take a serrated knife or a sharp shovel and cut the roots. Either making slices down the sides of the plant or making a cross cut on the bottom of the plant. This is all for the health of the plant. This is also the plant does not die and turn on itself. This is so the plant can reach its full potential. It reminds me of John chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. Jesus says, I'm the true vine. My father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it can be even more fruitful. Jesus is saying here, hey, if you're not bearing any fruit, you're going to get cut. But if you are, you're going to get cut too. You can call it pruning if you want to, but that's cutting nonetheless. Why? Why are you going to be cut? So that you can be even more fruitful. Do you know all that God has destined for you? Do you know all that's on the inside of you? Do you know the capacity that he has placed within you? Do you know the problems that he wants you to solve locally and globally? Do you know the people he has called you to reach? Do you know the family legacy he has designed for you to put into place? Do you know the generational curses that are going to change with you? No wonder the God of heaven will love you so much and he'll bring a knife He'll bring scissors. He'll bring an axe. He'll bring whatever he needs to get us unbound from ourselves and get our roots going out the way they're supposed to go. So maybe, maybe your boss is a gift from God. Maybe those employees are a gift from God. Maybe that roommate is exactly who you need. Maybe that second child is, is God knew. God knew that child was the child that you needed. Maybe this church is a church that he knew you needed. We're not a perfect church. I like that Hannah Scott said this. We're not a perfect church. Uh, but if God called you here, we're the perfect church for you. I like that. No, your spouse is not perfect, but if you're married, that's a perfect spouse for you. But God in his grace, oh, he loves. It doesn't feel like grace, but it is. The cross didn't look like grace, but it was. It was brutal. It was bloody. There was death involved, but God was all in it, and it looked like it was over, but God does not leave things dead. He always brings things back to life. This is what our God does. This is what he's doing with you. This is what he's doing with me. Let's get in there. So instead of root binding, what we need is root touch. Root touch. What's root touch? Well, I'm not trying to contradict myself, but the redwood trees, they're massive. Their root system actually is not all that deep compared to how tall these trees are. The redwood actually, its roots go down just about 6 to 12 feet. But this is something that the redwoods do. Since their roots don't go down all that deep, they begin to spread their roots out far. 
and they intertwine their roots with the redwood next to them and the other one next to that one and the other one next to that one. They begin to intertwine their root system, beginning to share nutrients with each other, thereby holding each other up. So when storms come at a redwood, you're not just coming at one redwood. You're coming at a forest that's all interwoven. If that's not a picture of the church, I don't know what is. I'm talking about root touch here. This is not about you and I being lone rangers all on our own, doing everything all by ourselves. You're not strong enough and I'm not strong enough to be who God has called us to be by ourselves. But if we could intertwine our roots with the people on the right and left of us, I'm telling you, hell will come at you, but no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper and you will find yourself standing when you thought you could never stand. But I've seen trees fall over all by themselves. But these redwoods, they actually, they actually are able to provide nutrients for other trees that might be lacking something. Them being interwoven and interconnected, they say, I'll take my strength and help your weakness. Will you take your strength? And help my weakness. This is the church. It's a picture of the body of Christ, the family of God. All of us together. This is why I do not want to have a church where people just kind of come in, sit in the back or sit in the balcony or kind of sit to the side or the usher brings you to the you know, third row. You're like, no, 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 no. You're like, yep, yep you got to sit here. You got to sit here. And you sit there. I don't want to be here. I'm looking at the third row right now. Looking at all of you. We don't, we don't want you just coming in and leaving and not having any community. We don't want you being root bound and not root touching. We want you in community. This is why we have Friendsgiving going on right now. Friendsgiving. What's Friendsgiving? This is what it is. Friendsgiving is I am trying to get every person in our church to be connected with other folks in the church. Friends, relationships, people that will stand by your side, people that will pray for you, people that whenever you're going through a hard time will cry with you, but also will speak words of life and hope into you. People that will not point you to yourself, but people that will point you to Jesus and to the scriptures and give you the guidance and direction you need so you can be the man or woman that he destined for you to be. I want us in relationship and community with each other, and I don't want us to be a church that we're sitting back waiting for other people to reach out to us, but we won't reach out to anybody else. You know, you kind of come in like, well, no one said hi to me, and no one asked me out to lunch. Well, did you say hi to anybody, and did you invite anybody out to lunch? Well, I'm new. Well, when, when being new, was that an excuse not to root touch? There's no in crowd here. You're in. Right now, you're in. So since you're in, I'm, I'm wanting, this is honestly what I'm wanting, I'm wanting our connect group leaders, but also people that are like, I've just been coming to church for a while, and I got a house, or I got an apartment, and I'm just going to invite a bunch of people over. I'm just going to invite them over. Well, what if nobody comes? Well, what if a whole bunch of people come? And what if your destiny is on the other side of that relationship? That's what God does. He connects us relationally to unlock the purpose in us and the purpose in others. 
So I want us touching. So go to our website, sign up, say you're going to lead one. Do it after Thanksgiving too. If you're like, I'm going out of town. We'll do it the week after. Friendsgiving, leftover turkey. Make sure it's microwave. No salmonella poisoning. What else, Root Touch? Let me see this bag for a second. Uh, we have our Thanksgiving outreach uh, that is going on uh, right now. We, last year, there were 300 bags of food that we filled up. This year, we're going for 800 grocery bags filled up. That represents about 3,000 people that we're trying to feed this Thanksgiving. 3,000 people. They will not eat unless we fill the bags. There's over 800 people here just in this service today. Grab a bag, fill it up. This is root touch. This is us saying, I'm not going to stay in the four walls of the church and hide out and not have any impact in the community. We will be a church that reaches into our community. And for people that can't stand up on their own, we're saying we will help you stand up. We are not your savior, but we can point you to the one who is. And let this grocery bag be a reminder that you're not forgotten. I want us, I grab them, grab them, fill them up. This one's mine. You can't have this one. I meant to get mine yesterday, but I forgot. <laughs> I need us root touching. Okay, we're, we're, we're about to be all, all done here. Uh, Ray, come out here. Play some pretty music for me, Ray. Thank you. Beautiful, Ray. That was beautiful. I, I, I want to tell you some difference between being planted and some differences being planted and potted. Planted people serve to bless. Potted people serve to be seen. See the difference? Planted people are driven by conviction. Potted people are driven by comfort. Planted people take the hill. Potted people take selfies. When you're planted, you're like, I'm on mission. I'm going somewhere. Planted people celebrate faithfulness, not flakiness. Do you know there's going to be someone that'll be prettier than your boyfriend or girlfriend? There'll be somebody prettier than your spouse. There'll be a church that will be prettier, flashier, cooler, whatever. Church with a pastor with more hair. Without a shadow of a doubt, that's definitely out there. But since we're planted, not potted, we're not being moved around and tossed around and just looking for the next flashy thing to be connected with. We are not moved by our feelings. We are moved by faithfulness. We are moved by conviction. We are more about fruit than feelings. I am asking us, I am imploring us, I am encouraging us, I am begging all of us as a church family to get out of a potted mindset and to get into a planted mindset. Do you know that when you take a healthy tree and you transplant it from one spot to another, you have to trim that tree back a third, then you have to put all types of rich nutrients in the new spot, then when it gets to the new spot, it takes three years before that healthy tree can even get back to the place of health that it had before it was moved 
You don't need something new. You need faithfulness. You don't need something new. You need to get your roots down deep. You don't need something new. What you and I need is to say, God, I want to be obedient to where you put me. I want to be faithful to where you sent me. I want to keep my eyes fixed on you and nothing else is going to be able to shake me. And even when I go home to my crazy family, they'll not be able to shake me. I'm keeping my eyes fixed on you because you love me so much. It's with a heart of gratitude that I give my everything over to you. I'm trying to help us become who God has called us to be. There is potential and strength. There is a 33 foot potential on the inside of you. There's 59 foot potential on the inside of you. I don't want you living like this potted bonsai. I want you reaching every person you've been called to reach, touching every person you've been called to touch, loving every person you've been called to love, saving every person you've been called to save, reaching, touching, helping, hope, bringing hope to every single person you can. If God was done with you, you'd be dead right now if he was done with you you, you'd be dead and how many of us have already tasted death and we're still here it's because he has something for you to do thank you for helping me out front row and fifth row I'm excited y'all because I can see something in you see something in you I see something in you I mean I, I see something on you it, it's the God of heaven that fashioned you and formed you in your mother's womb and then said son daughter I've got something for you to do here just stay with me just stay planted don't be potted just stay planted if you keep on holding on to me I promise I'll never let go of you you will be shocked The reality is God is thinking about generations. You and I are thinking about months. Okay? You're thinking about next 2019 goals, and he's thinking about 2244. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, thinking generationally, seeing generationally, going beyond just what we have in front of us. So stay the course, friends. Keep falling into his grace. Keep trusting him with your heart. If you wouldn't mind, bow your heads just for a moment. If you're here today, you've never given your heart and your life to Christ. You've never made him number one. You've never made him first. But you're here today under the sound of my voice and you're saying, I don't want to go my own way anymore. I want to go his way. I don't want to be first in my life. I want want him to be first. I don't want to be Lord of my life. I want him to be Lord. If that is you here, you've never given your heart and your life to Christ or at one point in time you did and you slipped away and you've gone another direction and you're saying, today I want to give my whole heart and life over to Jesus. For first time, a rededication on on the count of three, I want you to do something simple but something incredibly bold. On the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand in the air and say, yes, that is me. I want to give my heart and my life to Christ. Ready? One, two, three. Just shoot your hand in the air. You're saying, yes, that is me. There's hands going up all over here in the balcony, on the floor. Individuals saying, Jesus, I want to put you first. I don't want to go my own way anymore. I want to go your way. I don't want to be number one in my life. I want you to be number one in my life. I don't want to be on my own path. I want to be on your path. Hold your hand up high. You're saying, yes, that is me. That is me. That is me. God sees it. This is a moment of transformation for you. 
I'm going to ask every person in this room, every person under the sound of my voice, do me a favor. Put your hand over your heart, if you would not mind. I'm going to ask you to say this prayer out loud after me. Say, dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I admit I've made mistakes. And today, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Give me the power to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's lift our heads up and clap our hands with enthusiasm for every friend and family member of ours that's getting on this path and journey to follow Jesus. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, church. If you gave your life to Jesus today, we'd love to know you, meet you, and hear your story. So be sure to email your information to info at shorelinecity.church so we can get you the tools you need to grow in Christ and impact this world. Love you, church.